0: I'm Gary Henderson, one of the pastors here at Providence Church, and we are so happy and so glad that you have chosen to take a few moments and worship with us today. We believe that the Lord of the Church is honored every time we gather, simply to praise and to pray and to offer thanks for all that God has done. Please pray with me. God, I am thankful for the prayers that have already been offered, that go before us and go before me right now that make preaching possible. So, Lord, I ask that you would simply add the increase in this moment, that somehow through dust and clay, we would hear a word from you. In your name, Jesus. In your name, Jesus, in your name, Jesus, we pray. As we continue our series on prayer, I intend to explore night life with you. Don't be afraid. I can hear Bible in my mind even now as I hear words from Psalm 23, where the psalmist says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. I have learned from life and living and from the word of God that incredible things happen at night. I have learned that the darkest moments are simply transitional moments. Night does not last always. A long time before the dawn of a new day, things are happening during the night that make new beginnings possible. I shared a personal story a couple of Mondays ago during an evening prayer service, and I want to share it in brief summary with you now. In 1997, I was diagnosed with an illness that is usually only discovered after death in an autopsy. 24 years ago yesterday, I had life-saving surgery. May 15th, some days you simply do not forget. Gwen, my wife, was told after the surgery that the surgery was a success but he isn't breathing on his own. I was unconscious and unaware, but thanks be to God, I was surrounded by a praying and a praising community. I was surrounded by a community of prayer and faith that was holding me and undergirding me while I was unaware. Three months later, after home recovery, I was healed completely. And I stand today, 24 years later, well. The midnight experience of my life was the transition of a new day. When one has looked death in the face, life is sweeter. When healing was complete, In Henderson, Gary and Gwen Henderson style, we threw a party. We called it a celebration of life party and we invited all our friends and we celebrated the fact that I was still alive, that we were still alive as a community and a family of faith together. I know now better than I ever did that every day is a gift. I became a better pastor. Especially when it came to visiting in hospitals. It's one thing to arrive and to look down on the bed of someone who is ill and say, let us pray. And it's quite another thing to be laying on the bed oneself and saying, somebody please pray for and with me. I've learned not to fear night. I've learned not to fear midnight. Midnight is the halfway point between dusk and dawn. It is the darkest time of the night. Midnight is always a transitional moment, a time of going through. Something is next. Night doesn't last always. Let me be clear that midnight Is an experience that is not dependent upon the clock. Midnight might simply be a place in our lives that seem out of control and all we can see is darkness. Midnight when experienced as a Christian does not hold power. Midnight does not defeat us. It was night Metaphorically speaking, when Jesus was the recipient of capital punishment, he died at the hand of an executioner on a cross as a criminal of the Roman state. Good Friday, Good Friday, Good Friday was a long night. The next day, Holy Saturday was even a longer night. The Bible records in the opening line of the 20th chapter of John's Gospel, that while it was still dark, said another way right now, but while it was still night, women came to attend to the body of Jesus and they discovered that something had happened during the night. The long night, was a prelude to a new day, a brand new beginning. Jesus rose from the night of death on the third day, not only with all power in his hands, but with the authority to share that power. Night is a powerful biblical theme, and night is a strict teacher. When Jesus died, night fell upon his first followers. They did not understand fully or comprehend completely what happened to Jesus that night. Though unclear about the magnitude of the moment, they were clear that they needed to pray. We discover in the first chapter of Acts that a group numbering about 120, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers were constantly praying. For them it was night. For them it was a long night. They were afraid for their lives and unsure about their future. Nevertheless, they were constant in prayer. They did not know then that that long night was the genesis place of Pentecostal power that was yet to be birthed in and through them. When we are afraid and when we are unsure, we ought to pray. There's another night story that I want us to consider just for a moment. Listen to these words from the Acts of the Apostle, the 16th chapter, beginning in the 25th verse. Along about midnight, midnight, Paul and Silas were at prayer and singing robust hymns to God. The other prisoners couldn't believe their ears when without warning, a huge earthquake The jailhouse tottered. Every door flew open and the prisoners were loose. Startled from sleep, the jailer saw all the doors swinging loose on their hinges. Assuming all the prisoners had escaped, he pulled out his sword and was about to do himself in, figuring he was as good as dead anyway, when Paul stopped him. Don't do that. We're all still here. Nobody's run away. The jailer got a torch and ran inside badly shaken. He collapsed in front of Paul and Silas. He led them out of the jail and asked, sirs, what must I do to be, to really live? They said, put your entire trust in the master Jesus. Then you'll live as you were meant to live and everyone in your house included. They went on a spell. They went on to spell out in detail the story of the master, the story of Jesus. The entire family got in on this part. They never did get to bed that night. The jailer made them feel at home, dressed their wounds, and then he couldn't, and when he couldn't wait till morning was baptized, he and everyone in his house was in on the celebration. This story gives us marvelous testimony that during night, things happen. During the night, God's power is unleashed. Allow me to dissect the story a bit and look a little bit deeper. Along about midnight, Paul and Silas were at prayer and singing a robust hymn to God. The other prisoners couldn't believe there is. In without warning, a huge earthquake. The jailhouse tottered. Every door flew open and the prisoners were loose. Did you miss it? It was dark. It was midnight. And they were praying. I understand the praying, but they were praying and they were singing. Can you imagine that? There was an audio and visual effect. It was a sort of jailhouse rock. In the spiritual realm, while praying and singing, prayer was unleashed. There was a rumbling. Prayer and praise led to a breakup. Startled from sleep, the jailer saw all the doors were swinging loose on their hinges. Assuming that all the prisoners had escaped, he pulled out his sword and was about to do himself in, figuring he was as good as dead. Anyway, when Paul stopped him, don't do that, we are still here. Nobody's run away. You see, the jailer knew the custom of the day that while prisoners were under his control and his authority, If he lost those prisoners and those prisoners escaped, he was as good as dead. He would be executed in their stead. And so he took out a weapon to take his life. But no one died that night. Instead, lives were saved. Suicide was prevented. Nobody had to die. Let me tell you why because prayer and praise led to a breakthrough. Jailer got a torch, ran inside, badly shaken. He collapsed in front of Paul and Silas and led them out of the jail and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved, to really live? They said, put your trust. In him, put your entire trust in the master. Then you'll live as you were meant to live. Everyone in your house included. The other prisoners heard them praying and singing. I would imagine they thought it odd they could not believe it but they witnessed power they knew a power greater than they understood was at work and an opportunity for witness was created god's spirit broke into their hearts something unusual happened prayer and praise led to a break in The spirit of God was able to break in. An opportunity was created for people to know Jesus and be saved. They went on to spell out in detail the story of the master. The entire family got in on this part. They never did go to bed. Have you had one of those all night? conversations. The jailer made them feel at home, dressed their wounds, and then, and when he couldn't wait till morning, was baptized. He and everyone in his family, there in his home, he had food set out for a festive meal. It was night. It was a night to remember. He and his entire family put their trust in God. Everyone in the house was in on the celebration. The Jesus story and the Jesus witness is a family matter. They just could not keep it to themselves. Word and deed came together in an amazing way and faith on the inside broke out with Jesus' power. Prayer and praise led to a breakout. There was no formal worship service. There had been no Formal gathering of the church. But in this story, the whole family was saved and the whole family was baptized. You see, the midnight in our lives is not a time to host a 3 p.m. party. I hear you, you're wondering, 3 p.m. party? You know it. You've attended many of them. The po, po, pitiful, me party. I know you've been there. You've hosted a few. Midnight is a time to throw a prayer and a praise party as evidenced in the text. You see, The midnight cry is the sound of prayer and praise. It is the sound of prayer and praise when it seems our circumstances do not merit prayer and praise. We may feel as though we are in prison in the moment and life is not well and nothing is as we expected. But the midnight cry is the sound of prayer and praise from people of faith. It is initiated every time prayer and praise come together in a duet. Spiritual chains rattle and are broken by the power of the duet. When we pray and when we praise the devil is put on the run. When we invoke this duet We declare that heaven and hell, that heaven and hell and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We declare that nothing can separate us from the love of God. We stand as more than conquerors because of Christ Jesus when we enter into the duet of prayer and praise. Fear does not grip us. You see... I contend that we cannot pray and we cannot praise and have a pity party at the same time. It is impossible. You try it. Prove me wrong. I don't think you can. One cannot pray and one cannot praise and have a pity party at the same time. If you don't have a prayer or a song, if you don't have a duet of prayer and praise and it seems unfamiliar to you, I just invite you to open your Bible up in the middle. You'll be right in the book of Psalms. And I invite you to stir around in the book of Psalms randomly and I tell you, you will find a prayer and you will find a praise that has your name on it. And you will remember it in those dark moments, in those midnight hours, and they will speak to you as you pray and as you praise in that midnight transitional moment to something else and another day. You see, sometimes at midnight, I cry. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Sometimes, sometimes when I'm in a midnight place, I remember in Psalm three where it says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice and he heard me. Oh, that's a word of assurance for Gary that when I cry, he hears me. Sometimes the midnight cry is I will move into praise and say, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I may not feel that in the moment, but I'll repeat it again and say, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, and I will praise his holy name. Sometimes when it's midnight and I'm confused and I don't know what way to turn, I I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. Sometimes at midnight I cry, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh my soul. It's a reminder to my soul during the midnight to offer up praise. You see, at midnight, sometimes i cry sing for joy to god our strength shout aloud to the god of jacob i've wondered what paul and silas were singing i don't know if Old Testament prophecy was running through their heads, but in my sanctified imagination, I can hear them singing words from Zephaniah, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. Oh, he's mighty. I can hear them singing words from Psalm 48, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I don't know what they were singing, But I'm convinced that it must have been, it had to have been a song of victory. Oh, I've got a little song of victory. I don't suppose that they know it, but I sing it sometimes in my secret, private space before God, the words go something like this. Mighty, 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 tough, tough, tough. Jesus is alive, and he's in us. Oh, I have a question for you to ponder today and in the days ahead. The question is this. What do you need broken up in your life? What is it that you've been struggling with or too long and it's had a grip on you and you didn't know what way to turn and what direction to go what do you need broken up let me tell you how to start breaking it up oh offer your midnight cry Offer your midnight cry of prayer and praise, even when it's dark and you can't see the transition to a dawn of a new day. Offer your midnight cry. And see if maybe something starts to rattle on the inside of you like a chain. See if the ground doesn't begin to break up. I dare you to see what God what God what God might do pray with me oh God help us not to fear night when night comes give us prayer and give us praise in the night we surrender fear and live lives full of faith we do so god that others might believe hallelujah